The Word says we're called to make disciples. We're growing in the Word of God. Jesus Christ was sent to be our Saviour. This is the Bromley Town Church Podcast. We pray God speaks to you through this message, blessing you as you live out God's Word. Stream or download other sermon podcasts via the Bromley Town Church website or by using the SoundCloud app. Head over to bromleytownchurch.com. Uh, so it was sort of a halfway house and I was able to go out there and meet with them. And the conference was great. It was a great time of bringing people from the Balkan countries together, worshipping God and hearing about what God's doing in, in various parts of the Balkans. So that was a great time. It was a, a good time. We enjoyed worship together. And there it was. Suddenly it was all over. And on Saturday morning, last Saturday, uh, about midday, I was being picked up by a guy to take us back to the airport to come home. So I, this guy is there and he's waiting at the hotel. He's taking me and another guy to the airport and so we get in the car and he just says, oh, I recognise your accent, you're from the UK. So I said, yes, I'm from the UK. Uh, the other guy actually was from Uganda, so there was a distinct difference between us anyway. But anyway, he said, okay, you're from the UK. And, uh, and he said, can I tell you a story? Can I tell you a testimony? And I said, yeah, sure. Because he'd been asking us, you know, Did you, do you like Macedonia? What do you think of it? And when somebody says, what do you think of it? You think like, Ooh, well, some parts of this country are really nice. People are very friendly and everything like that. Other parts bit broken down, you know, you see things about a country. But he says, uh, so he's, oh, we got through that. Then he says, uh, let me tell you a testimony. So I said, yes, please do. So he said, I came to the UK. So you think, wow. And then he started talking about how when Yugoslavia, the former uh, country of Yugoslavia, was being broken up and various problems were going on in the country, he left the country at that time and came to the United Kingdom to work. And he was working hard. Obviously, he didn't have a lot of money working you know, at a tough job, but he was giving himself to it so that he could send some money back home and just sort his life out. So he was working hard and hard. And you know what it's like when you get stuck in? You, he's not religious, doesn't go to church or anything like that, no background in those things. So he's just giving himself to work. So he's working seven days a week and working hard. And he gets sick. He gets an infection on his lungs. So he keeps working but he gradually finds that his health is deteriorating to the point where he suddenly has to go to hospital because he's in so much pain. And so here he is in hospital in England. He's on a drip. He's not feeling at all well. The world is going down. And this doctor comes to him and starts administering some drugs. And, and he thinks, gosh, she's taken a bit of a while, putting in an injection into his arm. And then she just says, I'm going to pray for you. And this doctor just prays for him and just says, Lord, bless this man. You know, words, just a simple prayer. She prays. And then after she finished praying in English, she started carrying on and praying for him in tongues. So she's now praying in a language that she doesn't understand. And this guy suddenly says, all of a sudden, I'm surprised. I suddenly hear this person speaking to me in the purest form of my language. And I'm amazed. And obviously it touched his heart. And he's listening to what is being said. And he's hearing God say, I've been looking for you. I've been seeking for you. I've been waiting for you. And he's so shocked and surprised that the guy said he suddenly started blurting out in his own language to this doctor, saying things like, how did you understand our language? What is it? You know, he's suddenly getting very excited and animated. And the doctors are getting quite surprised. Calm down, calm down. Is everything all right? And they're trying to calm this guy down. And he suddenly realizes 
and confusion is going on in his mind. One minute he's understanding that something is coming to him in his own language, that here he is in a foreign country and yet somebody's speaking directly into his soul. And yet as he replies, they all get confused and nobody seems to know what's going on. So he lies back down in his bed and this doctor again prays for him in tongues. And now, as she prays, God starts revealing the secrets of this man's heart and starts speaking into him. Now the doctor finished praying and she went off. The guy got better, but he left church, he left a hospital rather, and went to church and at that point got saved and started following God. Now I tell that story because I've read before in books that people can pray in tongues and other people can understand, but I've never spoken to somebody about their experience. And so it was just tremendous to have somebody telling their story about this has happened. But what really touched me was what God was doing. God was saying, I know you, I care about you, I love you, and right now I've been waiting a long time for you, but I can't wait any longer. I'm drawing you back to myself. It touched my heart. As I was reading the scriptures this week, I came to this uh, particular Bible verse, which I think is going to come up on the screen for us. Psalm 48, verse 9. I've put it in two different versions. The NIV, it says this, Within your temple, O God, we meditate on your unfailing love. Or in the New Living Translation, it reads, O God, we meditate on your unfailing love as we worship in your temple. And it just caused me to ask this question, bearing in mind this thought, the fact that God really does love each one of us. If only we could get hold of the knowledge and the understanding that God is for you, he is not against you. If we could understand that in our spirits, it makes a transformation to our lives. You heard a little bit about how that affected Nick. He began to understand that God does love him. It affects our lives. And when we come to church, you know one of the things we should be doing in church? Because this is the temple of God. The psalmist says, within your temple. The place where the psalmist was, was he was in the holy temple. He was in the place where people came to meet with God. Well, that temple is not in existence now, but right here, right now, we are in the temple of God. It is the place where we gather. Although these days it's not a building, the temple really is the people of God who make up the body of Christ. And when we are among the people of God, and we're among the people of God this morning, then amongst them we want to do this. We want to remember the unfailing love of God that is for us. When we come to your temple, within your temple, O God, we meditate on your unfailing love. There is a place, it is the temple, it is the people of God. There is a place that we come to where we need to remember these things. There is an activity in that place that we need to undertake. And that is that we need to meditate. And meditation is not just that we try to empty our minds, as some people would say meditation. It's completely different. Rather this, it is that we actively think about what God is like. We pursue in our minds the remembrance of the thoughts of what our God is like. So when we are in your temple, there is an activity that we undertake. In this place, the activity that we undertake is this. It is to choose to remember, I will think about you. I will think not just about you, but I will think and focus on this, on your unfailing love. There is a place, there is an activity, 
but there is also a subject. There is something that we are focusing upon. That is the unfailing love of God. Do you notice the quality of this subject? The quality is this. It is the unfailing love of God. Many things fail. Christmas presents that are being purchased now, ready for that great day, sometimes the batteries in those electronic devices fail. Have you been in that situation? That's bad news. Every, in, in the day, back in the day, when we were kids, when the shops were shut forever over Christmas, you got given a toy that didn't have batteries and there were none in the house. You had to wait days until the shops reopen before you could actually play with your Christmas present. These days, it is slightly different. Things fail in life. Things are untrustworthy in life. But when it comes to God, he wants to tell you this, and we want to remind you of it this morning. His love is unfailing. His love is unfailing. And we want to reflect on that. There is a quality about it. It is unfailing. There is a source. It is your love. It is God's love that we're talking about. The one who has created the heavens and the earth, he is the one who is pouring out his love upon our lives. And we can feel separated from him, we can feel distanced from him, but his love does not stop towards us. God is its source, and it says that we meditate. So we are the ones who are meditating on that love. We are the object of that love. He has set his affection upon us. When we come into his house, within your temple, O oh God, we meditate on your unfailing love. Last week, uh, when we opened the service, Yemi opened the service and he shared with us a scripture from Hebrews 4.16. I think that's going to come up here. Hebrews 4.15 and 16, for we do not have a high priest Sorry, uh, this is in the New International Version, Yemi, this one. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathise with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet was without sin. Then it goes on to say, Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Now, it's quite amusing because Yemi was saying, like, oh, I can remember when I was brought up, I was taught from the King James Version, and I love to read this in the King James. And the last verse there I've put in the King James, it says, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. I also prefer the King James Version. You see, something about receiving, it, there's no activity that we seem to take. When I receive something, I just go and get it. Oh, I take it. I receive it. And that, and that does have the understanding that I have received something. But when it says that we may obtain, it's almost like I'm going in there because I have a need. Why did you come to this place this morning? Was it because you were invited? Because... You're one of the guests who's come to see Nick being baptised. Was that the reason you came? Was it just that you'd seen this as a church open and you popped in? It's your first time here. Was that the reason that you came? Or perhaps the reason that you came here this morning is because you're looking for God. 
Maybe the reason that you came this morning is because you're looking for mercy. You're looking for forgiveness. You're looking for something that life does not seem to be able to give to you outside of a church, outside of religion, outside of Christianity. You're looking for something to touch your heart. You're looking to find the reality of God. Maybe you've come here to look for peace. Well, let me tell you, Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. He's the one who can meet our needs because he has an unfailing love. When we come into your temple, we meditate on your unfailing love, oh God. That's what we're doing here this morning. We've come here to reflect again on who God is. Our God not only is our creator, but he is our saviour. For God so loved the world, the Bible says, that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, that is, should not be punished because of the things that they have done wrong in their lives that they know about, but that they should find freedom, that they should find life, that they should find forgiveness, that they should find the abundance of life that God has promised to his people. Jesus has come to give that to us. And this message isn't a message that comes from 2,000 years ago when Jesus went to the cross. He went to the cross 2,000 years ago, but he didn't stay in a tomb. He rose again from the dead. He has triumphed over sin. He has triumphed over death. And Jesus Christ is alive today, seated at God's right hand, able to help you, able to help me and he is pouring out his unfailing love upon our lives. We're going to move from this time of the service into having a baptism. In actual fact, I've got to get up to the stage because I can't quite remember the exact timings of what we've got to do. So this is the fault you have when you move away from your notice sheet here. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, I can see each other. They're going to get changed. Yes, guys, go and get changed. Get changed. Anybody who's going in the water, get changed. Yeah. Incidentally, folks, why don't they tell they got out of the room? There's a power cut last night, so the water's not quite as warm today. Okay. <laughs> so if this is a if this is a faster baptism, okay, we'll understand why, all right? So it's, it's warm, but it's not as warm as usual. So just let you know that. So it's a little secret there, as far as that's concerned. We're going to come to our, our baptism time, and it is important. Nick was saying in his own testimony how he is looking for this time to help him to grow as a Christian. And that will happen, because it's following in what Jesus has said is the way that we need to go. Jesus says we get saved, and we need to be baptized to, to follow in with what he did. And it's making a public statement, as it is this morning, because we are the public and we're here to watch what's going on. And we're here to see that Nick is saying, I'm following Jesus. And he, he hasn't said to us, listen everybody, I know everything there is to know about the Bible. He didn't say, I understand everything there is about life. He didn't say, I'm a perfect person, did he? He actually said, I still have a few struggles. I'm still trying to understand this. But he also said, but I know the peace. I know something's changed because God has come into my life. 
So this is not about perfection. This is about somebody following in what Jesus has done. And Jesus died for our sins. And so when we have a baptismal service, what we're actually doing is we're symbolizing before everybody Nick's death to his old self, where he used to live just how he wanted, where he used to live not thinking about God, where God wasn't a priority for his life. He was doing other things. He was thinking about those things, living like that. That's his old life. And he's actually saying, no, I'm not living that way anymore. So there is a sense in which I have died to my former way of life. So to symbolize that, we're going to put Nick down under the water. (coughs) Cooler water today. And if we hold him under the cool water for some time, he's not going to stay alive for very long. So it actually truly symbolizes that he's dying. But obviously we're not going to leave him in that place because we want to say, but Nick, you have died to your old life, but you are rising again. And we're bringing him up out of the water into the new life that he is seeking to live with Jesus Christ. And that's why we're putting him under the water and bringing him up. And there's another symbolism that is shown here as we're in water. There is cleansing that water brings to our souls and to our lives. Let me just say this. If you do not know Jesus Christ, if you've not had relationship with him, I want to tell you the one thing that Jesus does is he washes your sins away. And all of us have things that we've done, regrets, things that we look back on. Oh, why? Why did I do that? Sometimes it's relationships with people. We don't treat them the right way. We do things that we know is wrong. We have that feeling within our spirit that it's just not living the right way. And and we sort of get through it and we push it beside and that becomes yesterday or last week or last year that those things happen. And we forget about them, but somehow they seem to drag on our souls. We don't know the freedom in life. Jesus came to set people free. And that means that he cuts the stranglehold of those past sins because he forgives sin and he makes us right with God. That's what we're looking at here. There's a washing that Jesus brings and there is a washing that happens when we're in the waters of baptism. Nick is going to be washed, as it were. It's not that he's an unclean man. I think he even had a shower today, actually. But it's so that he can be clean. So that's what we're actually doing. We've got the kids come down and folks... While we're just getting things set up, because we're going to take the covers off so that no child will fall into the water and swim today. Not that they've done it any other time. You're always very good. Can I just say, if you are here, I know you come and we, you know, because we come in during the service, there's some seats at the front here. If you have come to see this baptism, you're a friend or a family member, then look, there's seats here. We'd love you just to move somewhere where you can see. And, And if you want to take a photograph... Yeah, just stand up and move around. Have no worries. This is, it's family here, and we want to make sure those that are guests here particularly get the opportunity to see. So by all means, come and sit up here or one of the seats at the front um, because the object is that you get a chance to see what's going on, okay? And if you want to take a photograph, that's absolutely fine. We've got no worries about that. We want people to, to be able to see and to understand this is a public event, and we want people to be able to enjoy that. Um, In fact, while we're just taking these covers off, why don't you just turn to the person next to you and just say, hi, it's good to see you this morning, and bless the people around us just for a few moments. ...to this event. We thank you that you are for him. We thank you, just as that uh, guy gave testimony to Jonathan that, that he heard in his own language, you speaking to him and drawing him to yourself. 
that you've done exactly the same in Nick. Father, we take very many different courses. We take very many different routes. But Lord God, you know us all so intimately. Thank you that you know Nick so much. Thank you, Lord, despite the, the, the tragic circumstances that he has had to endure over recent times, that you have not let go that you have brought him here and that he wants to declare his faith this morning. Show us all uh, this step that he wants to take. And we just say thank you for what you are doing, for what you have done, and what you have futured and planned for this man in every day further from this day forth. Lord, the great experience that he has and the, the adventure, Lord, that awaits them in the new year. And Lord, that you will be with them in the all. So, Lord, just be with us now. Bless him. Come and anoint him. And come and take up, as truly you have, residence in his heart, that he may know that he walks in life with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. Don't want to drop the microphone. Nick has to say it's a privilege. It's great that we've heard your testimony about your faith and you come to faith and uh, and that you believe. I just want to uh, read out some things to you. I want to walk this way a bit and you can see the, the questions. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Have you put your trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? I have. Do you accept Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life? Yes. Are you willing to live your life for him? Yes. Okay, so having heard the profession of faith, we're going to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Okay, I think that was cold, wasn't it? That was cold. Well, we're, gonna, we're going to actually pray now. I'm going to pray for you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and filled. Let's just do that for a second. Here we go. Nick's daughter's just got something she's going to read out. Okay. To Dad, congratulations for your baptism today. God bless you because you believe in him. I love you lots and I hope you have happy dreams forever. I hope you also have nice baptism today. You are the best dad I know. That's 
quality. That's what I call quality. That's really very good. I just want to offer you something. I also want to congratulate you, Nick, because when we look at the road for you coming here, you know, if it was by man alone, it would have been impossible. So we just have to give glory to God, you know? And I just want to proclaim his word over you. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in this man's life and his family. Nick, I want to say to you, God's words, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, redeemed, cleansed, and sanctified by the blood of Jesus. Your members, the parts of your body, are instruments of righteousness, yielded to God for his service and his glory. The evil one has no place in you, no unsettled claims against you. All has been settled by the blood of Jesus. You'll overcome the evil one by the blood of the Lamb and by your testimony. Love not your life unto death. Your body is for the Lord and the Lord is for your body. Praise the name of our Lord Jesus. Thank you. Anybody else would like to? I know, I know. I know. It's causing a few problems. <laughs> Um, just while I was uh, sitting, while Jonathan was talking, actually, I was just thumbing through the Bible, and I just came across this, and it's Psalm 18. It's a part of Psalm 18, and I just clear this over you. I love you, Lord. You are my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my saviour. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, and my place of safety. I called on the Lord who is worthy of praise, and he saved me from my enemies. The ropes of death entangled me. Floods of destruction swept over me. The grave wrapped its ropes around me. Death laid a trap in my path. But in my distress, I cried out to you, Lord. Yes, I prayed to my God for help. He heard me from his sanctuary. My cry to him reaches his ears. Amen. Just because these guys are getting a little chilly in there, we're going to we're going to stand up. We're going to worship again, but we're just also going to bring the covers over. So, guys, you can come out. Okay, let's just give Nick a round of applause as he comes up. While we're putting the covers on, that's okay. If you can stand up, we're going to worship. Our band is going to lead us. Yeah, one. <laughs> 